everyone. Welcome once again to yet another episode of Two Noobs Talking. It's episode 105. With me, of course, are my two good friends, co-hosts, compatriots, and all-around good gentlemen, Mr. John Tracy, Mr. Steve Murray. I am Mr. Matt Craig. Happy you are with us. Steve, how you doing, man? Uh, a little bit of a rough go with uh, some youth hockey today, but uh, other than that, you're doing all right, right? I'm not sorry. Hello. <laughs> there you go. I got a tip for you guys uh, before we get started. When doing a high-intensity workout, do not, do not do incline push-ups. They are the worst exercise to do. Um, I had to do I tried 15 not to. of them. I try not to do push-ups because um, they hurt. Yeah. Uh, and when I do the I do the DDPY yoga, mm-hmm. and some of the workouts you do like three count push-ups, like three down, three one, hold, two, three, up. three one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then sometimes you do five. And then the last one I did, he did, he was like, "All right, a ten second push-up." I'm like, "Fuck you! No way!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. This was. 100 meter row then you would get off and then you would do 15 inclines then you go back and you did another 100 then you do 150 meter row 15 incline push-ups then 200 meter row then 15 incline and it was like by round three i was kind of like five okay <laughs> stop for a minute you know it's <laughs> just like you know what i gotta shake this out six yeah seven, you know, this six, workout no. holds no appeal for me Yes, I don't, I don't, I'm never doing that. That's dumb. Never doing No, exactly. Yeah, but don't do that. Don't do that. It was just horrible. Awesome. But it, oh, that was all right. Um, you know, that kind of a deal. Way to, way, to, way to get yourself healthy there. Yeah, trying to. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and do that, Johnny? What, how's your doing? How's your day going? What's going on, man? I'm home. Um, last yeah. episode, I was not home, but I'm home. Happy to be home. Yeah. It was a fun little drive. There you go. Houston to where were you living now, right? It's probably yes. like... Yes, yeah. Central Texas. There you go. A couple hours. That's good. It's a good little drive. That still blows my mind because it's like every time I like drive all the way out to like Harrisburg, Hershey, it's like an hour and a half and you think like, ah, it's no big deal. But it's like for you, it's like, ah, two hours, no problem. You know, it's like I keep <laughs> forgetting how... Well, Texas, Texas is... Big. Yeah, it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get somewhere, you have to drive a while. I was amazed by the, like, eight-lane highways in Houston. Aren't they great? Where they're all going the same direction. I'm like, I'm used to three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, what we get up here. It's crazy. Crap. I've never I've never driven down there before, man. That would probably blow my mind. It's intense. Yeah. We were actually stuck in traffic one morning. It was like 7.30 in the morning. We were stuck on one of those overpass, one of the large overpasses, the really mm-hmm. high ones. Because we were making, like a thousand feet in the air, yeah. Yes, we were making a connection from one one tollway to another tollway to get to, to where we were going, and literally, just sun's just coming up behind us, and we're we're a million feet in the air, and we're just looking around like this traffic should start moving soon. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't want to be up here anymore. There you go. Oh my gosh, you got a too nice early advantage. to be this high up in the air. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. It's kind of like also the real thing too. Like if you ever guys driven like down also outside of uh, Chesapeake Bay, like mm-hmm. think Northeast Maryland. You know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that yeah. bridge tunnel double. 
Oh yeah, it's creepy. It's like you're looking mm-hmm. around. It's like you're on this like couple lane highways, and it's like you're surrounded by water. And it's like, wow, this where's is really the land? Cool, but then it's, where's yeah. the land? Where there is, is the land? Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. There is a bridge in Louisiana, um, mm-hmm. right after Baton Rouge, um, that I still I, I've driven in 30, 40 times. Mm-hmm. I still make a point that I can't drive it. Like I pull over and pee or something to have the guy I'm with drive it because I cannot, my brain can't wrap around. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's almost like a roller coaster. Sounds like a roller coaster. I do yeah. Not, like I don't, like I, I'm like buckled yeah. in. Go over that bridge. <laughs> I can't. My brain can't wrap. Like, I think I'm gonna fall over. Like it's yeah. just too big. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine even being on an accident on that Chesapeake Bridge. Oof, I can't even no. imagine what that must be like. Oh, yeah, that would be oh terrible. That would be my the worst thing ever. Yeah. It's probably. Exactly. It's probably like when you have an accident on 476 North going to like Allentown, mm-hmm. where there's nowhere mm-hmm. to pull off. No, and, yeah, not, uh, nothing. Yeah, you got right. Nothing. So, if an accident like basically <laughs> sets you still for two hours, except ten times worse because you're on a bridge and nobody yep. can really go anywhere. <laughs> it's like, yep, I did that. You know, it's like it, it's like I'm, I was responsible for that huge two car pileup or that I survived the bridge. <laughs> exactly. I, I I have a similar. I was in an act, not in an accident, but waiting for an accident on the bridge coming out of New Orleans. But that's mm. just a very small bridge. You know what I mean? Like, there's swamp all over the place, but there, it's a very small bridge. It's very low. I couldn't yeah. imagine being on something super uh, high for example. Yeah. The way, you, the way you phrased that, I was waiting for an accident. <laughs> <laughs> like, just sitting on the side of the road, like, one's got to come along soon. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Oh. Oh. What, what we were waiting for, what, what I meant is it, it's a two-lane bridge. And there's a little bit of a shoulder. Oh. We had to wait for people to move over a little bit so the cop cars mm. and ambulance could go by because oh. there isn't enough room. Like there isn't a third lane, so like everybody right. has to yeah. everybody has to work together in that situation. So that's yeah. what I was waiting for. Human race oh, to so figure you have to figure it out that everybody has to go a little bit left so they can get by so we can get moving again. So you weren't yeah. the one setting out the tire spikes. Is- Okay. No, I, I, I might have been that might have been my doppelganger, uh, but it definitely was not. <laughs> there you go. He's he, taking he a break from Robin Banks. He's in <laughs> exactly. car accidents. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that almost reminds me of like three hundred nine. You know, it's like whenever you're driving three hundred nine back in the day, it was two lane highway. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just a country oh, road, yeah. and it was. You remember it was like lined with tre- they had a, a genius idea to line it with trees so it's like you're trying to creep out over and you're like looking behind where the Can't trees are anything. and where everything is I mean, <laughs> yeah, come on like, what i always here? what i always thought was hilarious oh. was the on-ramps were like yeah. they had a stop sign so you had to stop at the top of the stop ramp, and then you got Not about 10 feet mm-hmm. to yeah. like merge <laughs> so you had to go from dead stop into 50 60 mile an hour traffic 60 miles an hour ramp, right <laughs> Better get up to speed. (laughs) That's the way it is in Massachusetts. You have literally 0.2 seconds to be up to speed when you're getting on a ramp that goes in a circle. What I hate about one thing I hate about New Jersey is you like you have an on ramp and then immediately Mm. there's an exit ramp Mm -hmm. right next to each other. So if you don't merge into traffic immediately, you are going to be exiting the, the highway you just got on. 
Oh, yeah. Geez. So you That's have to work worst. together with traffic to like weave in and out and trade positions. Some people want to exit and some people want to get on. It's 202 has the same thing, Steve. It's mm-hmm. literally like down near Westchester. It's awful. It's like Route 3. It's like you literally have to like make sure you're in the right lane in order to get off. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, nope, this isn't the lane I want to get on. It's like you're you're dodging people left and right as you're trying to get off these exits. It's awful. Um, but yeah. Johnny, what you have a you have a little oh. fun factoid? I got a us? couple of fun facts for you because we were talking about doing a fun fact and I tripped yeah, let's upon do it. this tripped upon this page. Um well, that has I hear these are animal facts. These are animal facts. Yes. So I'm gonna leave this uh Steve Irwin Funko Pop, right? Please, please. That's oh there awesome. you go. Okay. Love it. So let's start with since it's Steve Irwin. Let's start with crocodiles cannot stick out their tongue. That's probably a good thing. Huh. Yeah. I don't know how yeah, you and would I guess find the- that. I, I don't know how you would find that out. <laughs> I no. Let's go and antagonize a crocodile so he sticks his tongue out. Come on. Come on. Come Where on. He's just like this. <laughs> and he's not doing it. So you're like, crocodile can't do that. <laughs> or is it actually <laughs> <Da-da-da-da. laughs> Can't or won't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the oh, next one, gosh. I love this one. This has always been. My dad told me this years ago when the Coca-Cola commercials came out with the polar bears, and it stuck with me my whole life. life? Polar bear's mm-hmm. skin is actually black. I knew that. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, huh. that just yeah. blows my that blew my mind when I was a kid. When I found yeah. That. I was like, well, why did I? Oh, I, I get it now. Like. You well, the I mean, the nose is kind of a giveaway because the nose mm-hmm. is black. Um, yep. But it, that's it's actually interesting because um, we've got cats. Our cats have always been black and white. Mm-hmm. And if you were to remove the fur, like over the black part of the fur, the skin would be black. Mm-hmm. And if you remove the white part, it's like pinkish. Interesting. So the fact the so it's sort of like the the coloring of the fur matches the tone of the skin underneath. So the fact that the polar bear's skin is completely opposite of the white fur is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Interesting. All right, let's but go. The with... alligator one. That's really funny. Yeah, crocodile. Yeah, crocodile. crocodile. Oh, crocodile. alligators. Right. Alligators can stick their tongue out. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so this one's weird. Hummingbirds okay. are the only bird that can fly backwards. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just because of the, you know, they're just like, they are the most amazing bird. They are. To they be really honest, are. With they really. I mean, for that to be just kind of just like staying there, it's like in that in that place. And I think I forget like how many beats per minute they have in their heart rate. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's huge. If you go yeah, to yeah, if you go ridiculous. to the Franklin Institute, you can listen to heartbeats of different animals and hummingbirds like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and an elephants like. <laughs> and then you're waiting five minutes for the next heartbeat. <laughs> exactly. And, and oh, this man. one, to finish it off, to go back to the episode where Steve made us talk about mosquitoes. So we, <laughs> oh, there you we all hate mosquitoes, yep, but we sure here's do. something we need to know. Only female mosquitoes are the ones that bite. So we need to put an apology out to all the male mm, mosquitoes. Male mosquitoes. Because we were being mean to them that day. So I, yeah, I definitely want to take homage to that fact. Absolutely, John. Yeah, sorry for all the male mosquitoes yeah, so out there. We didn't mean to be mean to podcast. all the males. We only have yeah, a problem exactly. with female mosquitoes. <laughs> We're sexy, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
exactly right. Steve did ween. He wasn't even. He wasn't even on that. Episode. He wasn't even he there. He got away no. with you guys suck. But he took one for the team. Look at that. <laughs> exactly. I'm a team exactly. player, man. I'll, I'll take it. I gave you the article to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, guys, why don't we go ahead and just dive right into topic one and. Um, you know, we love talking about social media and bashing them over the head. And uh, this one I absolutely love when Steve sent it to us because I've had a love-hate relationship now more on the hate side of things with this with this app, LinkedIn. That's just like because you don't like remote work. <laughs> well, not, yeah, that's true. That's true. But on top of that, it's also Facebook light because everybody just diatribes mm. all about business. And sometimes it's just really, really Or not about bad. Yes. Yeah, or not about business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you get those hawkish people that come in and say, don't do this. Don't do this. You're not allowed to talk politics on LinkedIn. And it's like it's so utterly hilarious. But in any event, we got a, an article here, Yahoo.com. LinkedIn ran social experiments on 20 million, 20 million users over five years. And basically how they did it from 2015 to 19, guys, LinkedIn randomly varied the proportion of weak and strong contacts suggested by its people you may know algorithm. You've seen those, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, oh, you may, you might know this person. Do you know this person? Do you know that person? I'm like, and they're oh, almost I don't never know right. any of these people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the company's automated system for recommending new connections to its users. Tests were detailed in a study published this month in the journal Science co-authored by researchers at LinkedIn, MIT, Stanford, and the Harvard Business School. So it was all a huge collaboration. Um, Tech giants like LinkedIn, the world's largest professional uh, network, routinely run large-scale experiments in which they try out different versions of app features, web designs, and algorithms on different people. Um, The whole thing was, though, if you read on further in the article, they didn't tell anybody about this. No one knew. That this was going on um and then of course we have michael zimmer an associate professor of computer science and the director of the center for data ethics and society at marquette university another very huh. expensive title yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> sounds expensive yeah it does sound expensive he said this quote the findings suggest that some users had better access to job opportunities or a meaningful difference in access to job opportunities These are the kind of long-term consequences that need to be contemplated when we think of the ethics of engaging in this kind of big data research, end quote. Kind of interesting in this regard, guys. Uh, Steve, I know you're an active LinkedIn user, as am I. What initial thoughts on this since you brought this article to our attention, sir? Um, I mean, that's the last part you just read is the part that bothers me. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. one thing if it's like, well, we're experimenting with users you know, some of them get to have a button that other people don't get to have. And it's like, it turns the background light from dark or something, and who cares? Yeah. But when you're actually messing with people's livelihoods and opportunities to, you know, seek employment or make connections that can help them in a business sense to make the money, and you don't tell them that, you know, mm. they're getting screwed, that's kind of low. Which kind of brought me to the whole point of why I, I recommended this article which was Mm -hmm. people have to remember that social media exists to make money for itself Mm -hmm. and will only Mm -hmm. do things that benefit it they -hmm. are not there to be benevolent to you Mm -hmm. and i was i was actually in a linkedin um training a couple weeks ago 
to you know find out you know, better ways to use it, better ways to market yourself on LinkedIn. And the guy was like, look, certain things you post there, LinkedIn is not gonna promote it because it doesn't help drive traffic to LinkedIn. You know, like if you put a YouTube link in your LinkedIn post, yeah. it's not gonna get as much promotion as if you just stuck the video in LinkedIn because that will keep people on LinkedIn instead of sending them somewhere else. Wow. So yeah. these social media sites are in it to make money for themselves. Yeah. And are not necessarily going to do the best thing for you or for you. you, which is mm -hmm. what you're there to do. So you have yeah. to remember that when you're working with social media sites. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. All right, I'll John? see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> John, what do you think about all of well, this uh, with LinkedIn? To, to Steve's point, we, we were talking about it before. We that That's our plight with social media because we yeah. talk about we talk about things that social media doesn't want us to talk about. So mm -hmm. we don't get we don't get super duper promotion all the time. And we don't get mm -hmm. some things we do, you know, that we'll get we'll get good runs on there. But we're mm -hmm. we're talking about stuff that helps Facebook and helps Twitter yeah. and helps because we're we're bringing, you know, they promote that stuff. They won't promote something that they won't promote anything that I say about Zuckerberg. That's not good mm. for them. They mm -hmm. don't want that. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's really amazing here. Experiments Facebook does on... not give us any track if we mention how bad Facebook sucks. <laughs> we literally get zero views. Like it's only though if it's reported in the mainstream media when it's bad. Remember that bot we were mm -hmm. like making fun of? Uh, what was it called? <laughs> I forget what it was called. But oh um, yeah, look, LEQ. Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't oh. LEQ. It was, it was um, the other bot. We talked. Yeah, it was another bot that the one that trashed its maker. Yes. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look that, that up again. <laughs> this is interesting, too, guys. From this article, just scrolling further on down, experiments on users by big internet companies have a checkered history. No, really, you don't say. <laughs> oh my god, really, you don't say. I wonder Eight how long ago. it took them to write that sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first sentence they wrote in the article. Then they just had to figure out where to stick it. <laughs> exactly. Eight years ago, a Facebook study uh, describing how the social network had quietly manipulated what posts appeared in users' news feeds in order to analyze the spread of negative and positive emotions on its platform was published. You, I think I remember hearing about that, guys. Mm -hmm. yeah, Years ago, I remember you know all that kind of stuff, likes, dislikes, all that kind of stuff that was being tracked. It's like, the it's like in Ghostbusters 2 when, when they find Egon in the lab and he's like got mm -hmm. the little girl and they give her the mm -hmm. puppy in the, in the room and then he's like, let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. That's like the games these internet giants are playing with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's give them what posts about nothing but Ukraine. <laughs> see how they yeah, react. Yeah, and see, see how they it, react. Yeah, see, see how they feel. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. The week-long experiment, guys, with that whole thing of, like, manipulating the news feeds and whatnot, was conducted on 689,003 users. I love the three. That's specific. The, and part yeah. of that. Yeah. That's... 689,003 users quickly generated a backlash. So, I mean, that's... That's just utterly hilarious. I just love that actual number. It's just like it has to have three additional, not six hundred eighty nine. I think they made that number up so that so they would make they you know. think that it was that it was scientific. Yeah, exactly. Like if they were like roughly, you know, mm -hmm. this many people. We wouldn't take it as serious, but if they give you like ex an exact digit, where <laughs> they expect us to go, oh man, that must have been real scientific. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, the LinkedIn thing, guys, for me is like, I, 
it has benefited me in, in some ways in my career, no question about it. You know, you're able to make contacts within businesses mm-hmm. and oh, contacts, things along especially, those lines. Especially people you might not meet otherwise. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But that right there, I've always thought to me, Steve, it's like, it's better to make the connection then introduce your LinkedIn as opposed to, well, let me just, you know, kind of like search for you on LinkedIn and then not let the social media giant essentially do the work for you. You mm-hmm. go out and you like look for those contacts that could oh, help benefit sure. your career. Yeah. That, you know, that is, along those yeah. lines. I think no, that's I mean, where I kind of, yeah. Yeah. The training I got, you know, was about kind of, cause mm-hmm. you, I used to think you should know the person before you connect with them on LinkedIn. Yes. And that's absolutely. not, that's not really a good way to grow your network because mm-hmm. then you'll never meet people in like California because I don't go to California. Uh, yeah, they might like, be helpful yeah. to me for for some reason so it's good to be able to reach out and connect with people mm-hmm. who you know mm-hmm. but so i will kind of read posts and, and and read newsletters and search groups and stuff for people i don't trust linkedin to tell me who i should yeah. connect with that, that, absolutely yeah. that should be that should be every social media whether it's a and even yes. even internet dating apps as it likes full on like don't take their advice yeah, it's not going to work out well. And to their to that point too, it's always important to read kind of like that fine print. Always make sure that you, do you know this person fully, completely, that kind of deal before selecting any sort of like okay, I definitely want to be friends with this person, that kind of a deal, as opposed to just blindly to to you guys both points, just blindly accepting what LinkedIn suggests you should do. No, don't do that. Well, that's oh. Instagram created a whole whole society on that of collecting people. There was, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just ran that algorithm. They were like, oh, mm-hmm. this influencer, that influencer. And that. Now you see Instagram posted, oh, oh, we have 60 million followers. They don't know anybody because they, yeah. they, they followed what Instagram wanted. Yep. They're, the they training follow. I went to the guy did this really eye-opening slide, which after I saw it made a lot of sense to me, which was um, when you get a message on LinkedIn, a request to connect, if it's a bot or somebody who's like, you know, sending automated kind of things, the message always looks the same. Mm. It's always, hi, your name. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then a message like, your profile really impressed me. And he's like, Nobody's profile impresses anybody. That's really not yeah. how this works. But Great it's like point. that he had a whole bunch of bot, you know, connection requests. They all looked all the structure was practically identical. So you kind of know. Wow. And now I'm like, okay, I will never send a message to connect to somebody that looks like that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Because exactly. they might think I'm a bot. Such a great point. All right, guys. Well, here we go with topic number two. And, uh, well, this one's a little bit interesting. Um, I heard that. I heard that over there. Ha, 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 ha. Um, what would happen if the NHL were to expand from 32 teams to 36 teams? This was from an article that we found on fullpresshockey.com. Guys seem to think that it could be viable. Um, Steve? Thoughts on that real quick before we get started. <laughs> well, pe- yeah, people are probably wondering why we have the map up here. We're going to yeah. use the map to show how silly the divisions are that this guy made. But yeah. just to tackle the overall 
concept initially, mm-hmm. we already have 32 teams, and it's hard enough for all 32 of those teams to field viable fourth line and, in some cases, third line uh, mm-hmm. personnel. Yeah. And we're expecting to, if, if, all right, we're four new teams, we'll say 20 rosters spots mm-hmm. a team, 80, mm-hmm. 80 new roster spots for, mm-hmm. you're just going to further dilute the talent. I, Very. I, I just diluting, don't see. Yeah. You're diluting yeah. the talent on all levels because it's not like, it's not like they're commanding, the AHL is commanding top talent. So you're pulling yeah, all right. the best players from the AHL now. Yeah, yeah that's, who, that's a huge problem. Yeah, and many of them are Especially what you. Many of them are what you'd refer to as like quadruple A, you know, yes. players. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not. Yeah. They're not really NHL talent, but they're pretty good for AHL. Little too, mm-hmm. yeah, little too old for the NHL, or a little too young for the NHL is more with the age. And you'd be literally diluting the talent by pulling them up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. From that perspective, it's just dumb. And then where he it's wants just, to do it, where he wants to expand his team. Yeah, we found there were four expansion teams, and it was very interesting. He has Hartford as one. He wants to bring back Atlanta. I don't know why, because every time oh. they try Atlanta, it doesn't work. The NHL <laughs> has failed there not once, but twice. 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 Yeah, exactly. Twice. And by the way, I mean, after this, after we went over this earlier this week, I saw an article that said Anson Carter is looking for some investors to bring back the Atlanta Thrashers. Interesting. Franchise. Wow. Anson Carter has been around the league a long time. He's a, he's a very good uh, uh, in the booth for not in the booth. Yeah. He's in the studio at NBC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guy knows hockey. He ought yeah. to know it's not going to work in Atlanta. It's just <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> exactly. But then we also have, so it's not only just Hartford and Atlanta, but we've got Quebec in there as the third team. And then the fourth team is Houston. Houston has had WHA. They were involved in that. And they do, mm-hmm. they, I think they did, John, at one point have a minor league. I have no idea. I think they had yeah, an right. AHL yeah. team for a while. Okay. Okay. For a while. And yeah. now that's and this in, guy. Yeah. Now that's in Austin. Like the the franchises now. Maybe. The, so. Yeah. But this writer was lazy and just picked the Houston Arrows as his yeah fourth team. And then to as go back to team. Quebec. Quebec is in Canada, the hockey yeah. hotbed mm. of the world. Yeah. They mm-hmm. couldn't even keep a team. Their yeah, team was... was so bad. They had a generational players like, nah, it's yeah. okay. I don't want to play. For I'm you good. Nah, I'm they, out wouldn't of here. Even, they wouldn't yeah. even sell out the arena when they were good. Like they yeah. were a decent <laughs> team at one time, and nobody went there. Exactly. Exactly right. And you they're want to put even, a team back there? Yeah. They're not there. even. They're not even fair weather up there. They just don't want to go. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Bad, it doesn't Absolutely matter. crazy. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's Although also, they did have a that's also my beautiful favorite. jersey, though. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Quebec <laughs> jersey. Yeah. 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 Great color. Great color. Like as blue Hartford. with the yeah, definitely not. Yeah, that's true. And Hartford did as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, he broke this up. Interesting. With the thirty-six teams, he has basically eighteen teams in two conferences. He's named the conferences to his great to his credit here. He's named them the Prince of Wales Conference and the Clarence Campbell Conference. Already major, major points yeah, on all three of us, right? I mean, that, that's really cool. Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah, exactly. better than East and West. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> when we get to the map, we're going to see East and West is Here's the problem, probably not right? good names for those conferences based <laughs> yes. on what he did. Yes. <laughs> exactly. 
So why don't we go ahead and get started, uh, guys? Uh, he's This is in the Prince of Wales Conference. We're looking at the Adams division. And to be perfectly honest, we're in agreement with him on this. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yes. Steve, if you would, you've got Boston, Buffalo, with the four uh, East Coast Canadian teams, Toronto, Ottawa, Quebec, and Montreal. Mm-hmm. So right there, you're looking at it, and it's, I mean, it's perfect. You know, they're nothing all right in that. that northeast quadrant. Nothing wrong yeah, with that one. at all. I think. It's a good one. Yeah, real good one. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the Patrick Division. This is where it kind of gets a little bit interesting. There's a little bit of history here, obviously, with this. You've got mm-hmm. the two New York teams. You've got New Jersey in there. Mm-hmm. But then you've got Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So mm-hmm. you've got that whole area in there. And this is, draws that map. this is uh, extremely John? similar to before they went to the elongated divisions, and I don't even know how they changed that. I don't pay attention to mm. the standings out. But this was this was a division before, right? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Philly. Essentially. Good history. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good and history, this, good rivalries. Yep. Yeah. In, in, in isolation, there's nothing wrong with this either. No, um, no absolutely not. But as we're going to see <laughs> – there's a little town here that they put a team in called Hartford, <laughs> who's somehow excluded from each of these little circles. Exactly. Now, so where so, are we going to put them? Hmm, let's see. Well, this is where it falls off the rails here. Right. You're exactly yes. right, Steve. Because why don't we start in Hartford? But then we got to make okay. a left turn into Columbus. Oh, and then we got to go south. <laughs> then we got to go south down to Atlanta, Carolina. Florida and Tampa. So Florida right. is basically Sunrise, Florida, just north of Miami. Yes. So right that's there. where that's going. Um, and I think he's thinking right. Carolina's in Raleigh. So that's kind Carolina's of in Colorado. Carolina's in Raleigh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so you got you said Miami Atlanta, down right? there. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta's in there. Yeah. Right. So I got to get Carolina. Columbus yep. here. Yep. Uh-huh. Carolina. There you know. go. Ah. Crap. Let me, let me do that again. <laughs> um, Atlanta, Columbus, this and right. Come up here. here to... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, not. We're already <laughs> off the beaten path here. Yeah, this is to be um... honest, you, right. A little odd because this is where it goes wrong. It really. That's. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what's happening here? You know, it could, it could is be, the one. It that... could be done a little bit cleaner. Uh, not yeah. trailing. I'm talking the alignment. <laughs> yeah, agree. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, well guys, if you think this is from... bad. Yeah, if you yeah, think this I know. is bad. Just like, it kind of goes from a little bad to worse. Yeah. We have the entire right. United States, which isn't the the East. <laughs> yeah. Now we got to squeeze an entire conference of teams into them. All right, so I'm this is make a request. We start with the... the um, Division Southern that had Vancouver. First? No, the, that has Vancouver. Yes. Because okay. that one, I need to draw that one first in order to get the other ones. Because otherwise, I got a real problem. Oh, yeah. beautiful. No problem. All right. So this is the Smythe Division again. Good names for these divisions, guys. Mm-hmm. Smythe yeah. Division. So w- let's go ahead and start with Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, Steve, and then we're going to make our way to Calgary, and Edmonton, mm-hmm. and then we're going to hit up Winnipeg. So but then we're going to do, <laughs> no. not too bad. But then we're going to go <laughs> due bad. south. Yep, mm-hmm. straight. And then Dallas. Right? Dallas. No, no. no. <laughs> we're going to go nope. due south to Dallas nope. and Houston. Nope. You're going to you're going to uh, 
where where's Dallas's arena? It's in Frisco, and then you got to yeah. go to Houston for more now, hours. I don't even know what that's looking like, but I'm not a big fan of what's on screen right now. Um. I'm not sure what that is, but <laughs> well, we when we design divisions, we like to foster rivalries, and there's no better rivalry we can think of than to put Houston against Vancouver 18 times a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. Is this what I would call the penis division? I'm not sure what this <laughs> is, guys. <laughs> pretty close there. Uh... <laughs> it's pretty bad. Well, if you um, if you would have if you would have just you know bold Seattle in there, then, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can, uh, I can exactly. totally, I can totally see the new Houston GM going. Okay, so what's the bill for the, uh, for the, for the divisions? Oh wow, really? <laughs> we don't even pay our stars that much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's let's move on to the Norris division. This is okay. kind of, it's a little, still a little funky here. So you got. Well, well actually, let's just point out again. I was doing it, you know, to be facetious, but here's Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Here's Vancouver. Seattle right there. Yeah. It's kind of our point to that Hartford being in that other division. They're they're, uh, right (laughs) down the street from New York. It's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good at all. It's not that far. Connecticut's not that far away from New York. Yeah, Hartford's like right there next to Boston, right there next to New York. Let's make them play Tampa and Florida a bunch of times. That makes a lot of sense. North Division, guys. Let's go ahead and move mm-hmm. on from here. And again, this is kind of weird. Chicago and Detroit. Already okay. off to a good start. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a bad. You got to throw them Minnesota. So that's already okay. You okay. Yeah, I'm okay with those three. Yeah. Okay. St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay. Okay. Now- yeah, you got St. Louis in there. Mm-hmm. Um, already, I'm going to get lost. Um, but then you got to go all the way out to the West Coast for Colorado. Okay. And then double Colorado's back. not on the West Coast, but no, a, but go on. Swing a Louis to Denver. <laughs> Denver. Come back over the Gulf of Mexico. What, to Nashville? Come back over the uh, Nashville. Exactly. So, again, I don't know where we're going with this. Uh, John, the, thoughts the on this division? The Nashville would have been – the Colorado doesn't make any sense. This is the no. same – it's, it, it's the same shape. As the other yeah. division, it's just it's just a little bit closer. Colorado makes more sense in the in that division, and then you would this move one, Dallas yeah, yeah. to that division. That would make more sense. Mm-hmm. It would make more sense. Yeah, I think I this guy just has a uh, a thing for sexual like imagery, but that's fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. All right, guys. Well, we we end with the Vesna division mm-hmm. uh, from Full Press Hockey. So again, Steve, we've got San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, and Seattle. So you got all the West Coast teams, mm-hmm. and then you got Arizona and Vegas in there. Mm-hmm. So right, if you're so going down, Phoenix and Vegas, Phoenix, Vegas, yep. And then you got Seattle. So again, not in fair. isolation, this is not awful. Yeah, not, not bad. At all. Not at all. Yeah, this would yeah. this would make sense. Yeah, right. um, but but again, this, this is yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Big time axe, exactly. Where it goes off the rails is really in the East Coast, where you're sticking Columbus and Hartford, 
in a division with four teams in the Southeast. That makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. It really when doesn't. You have, when you have teams in the South. <laughs> yeah. Right. You have teams yeah. in the South. Columbus and Columbus and Hartford are, you know, there's four, NH- five NHL cities generally in between the two of them. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know, as the crow flies. Yeah. Like, but they the don't hell? get the, they don't get to fall in any of those divisions. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that that really kind of compounded as you went on to the West because he was yes. like in scramble mode at that point. Because like, oh crap, I got Dallas and Houston. I got to throw them in. Oh, I got an idea. Let's it's taking like the four. Teams up in the Canada to play them. It's like really? I think I think John was right. I think he did this first, mm-hmm. and then he screwed himself here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. once that the, uh, the West were done, I think that's when. Yeah, because I think we did we did it too, and then we had to stop and restart again. Right, because we we had yeah. we had two where we were like, oh, we agree with these two, but we don't agree with any of these. And then we started <laughs> realizing, okay, well, let's pick out of let's closer and closer and closer and as as you'll yeah. see steve will draw this for us coming up we have our version which makes a hell of a lot more sense oh heck yeah and i'm gonna draw so it in right- blue because it's good yeah exactly <laughs> so this right off the bat again adam's division we're in full agreement boston yeah. buffalo with the four canadian t- uh east coast cities toronto ottawa quebec montreal solid guys right i mean this is yeah, nothing makes, wrong you got it makes great sense. rivalries with this yeah all the way across the board. Yeah, Toronto and Buffalo are right next to each other. You keep the yeah. Boston-Toronto rivalry. You got Toronto, you Montreal, Toronto. Yeah. Yep. Montreal, yep. Ottawa. And that Montreal-Boston. Yep. Mm-hmm. Montreal-Ottawa. Yep, exactly. So good and then you got there. them screwing around up here in Quebec. It's fine. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Patrick Division. So this one I like to call the I-95 Carter Division, guys. Yes. Uh, you got the two New York teams, Jersey, of course. We're mm-hmm. throwing in Hartford. Yep. Philly and, and Washington. I mean, look I've at this. I always like whales more than penguins. <laughs> I-95 corridor. That's Amtrak. Beautiful. It's mm-hmm. right Amtrak, there. absolutely. Yeah. And the easy music? Amtrak. Yeah, Not easy like route. down e- to Richmond, get off, you know, on the, uh, <laughs> the, the wooden platform uh, Amtrak. Like, this is like the civilized Amtrak. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. All right, so then let's move on to the what he deems the O'Brien division, where he kind of went off the rails. Right. Two Noobs is here to fix the O'Brien division. So let's take a look at this, guys. We've got, you know, Florida. So you got the Florida Pan- Panthers down there, Sunrise, mm-hmm. yep. Tampa Bay Lightning, and then you got Dallas and Houston. So we're including the Dallas-Houston rivalry, and then we're including Carolina or Raleigh with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? You got Southeast teams all grouped together. This one makes sense. There's not there's not a lot yeah. of air flight that is long. Nope. It's, and they're it's all right there. To or, Philly to Orlando is roughly two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've made that one to go to Disney World. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have to and imagine Tampa to Houston is can't which be is yeah. shorter distance yeah. wise. It's yeah. got to be two hours, maybe three max, yeah, or an hour and a half, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's and Dallas yeah, isn't virtually. much farther away. So no, no, it's only four I, hours yeah. north of Houston and Dallas to uh, by car. Yeah, yeah, four hours right. by car. Um, Dallas to Philly is only four, four and a half hours flight wise, and and Dallas to Tampa isn't as far as Dallas to Philly. So mm-hmm. it it looks like it's be everything would be much shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not bad. Not a bad grouping there. Yep. 
All right, so let's move on now to the Clarence Campbell Conference, and we're going to the Smythe Division, guys. Mm-hmm. So, and again, we're going to go from West Coast starting there. I think Steve would be easiest okay. for you. All right. So you've got Seattle and Vancouver. Hey, guess what? You got natural hey, library there. There you go. You, then you have Calgary, Edmonton, mm-hmm. and which then is on you the keep way. going, <laughs> which is on the way. And then you got Winnipeg and Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul. So again, you've got a much longer. You're crossing across essentially that entire northwest border of the United States and Canada. You're grouping all those cities together. Your thoughts, John? Thoughts there on that? I think I again, I solid, right? Much north, so I don't know what the travel is like up there. But this just mm-hmm. seems like it makes sense. You have you have an instant rivalry in the division between Calgary, Calgary and Edmonton. You have an instant yep. rivalry in the division between Seattle and Vancouver. Minnesota is yep. a little bit too west to be east, but it's a little bit too east mm. to be west, so it should be right. north. And then mm-hmm. Winnipeg, of you got course, Winnipeg in the middle, north also, so it just makes sense. Yeah. You got great natural rivalries there. Steve, thoughts on that, really? Yeah, I, I mean, John's right. Vancouver, Seattle is is no-brainer. Edmonton, Calgary have to stay together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnipeg, just it, because of their location, it makes the most sense to group them with these guys. And Minnesota, even though they're probably closer to Detroit and, and Chicago, mm-hmm. um, as you'll see, there's a lot more hockey in kind of yes. the heartland here yes and mm-hmm. minnesota was just sort of the odd one out it, yeah and it's it sucks for them but you know it's 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 not it's not unbearable mm-hmm. it's not unbearable yeah exactly all right north of it minnesota winnipeg is not you know there's there's no reason no, that can't a, be yeah, a nice yeah that rivalry. could that could be a rivalry absolutely yeah, exactly yeah all right guys north division so this is going to be a very interesting division here. And again, we think geographically makes the most sense. So you have, let's just say, we're going to start in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then we include Columbus, mm-hmm. Detroit, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then loop to St. Louis and Nashville. So again, starting there. So you're starting in Pittsburgh. Yeah. St. Louis, mm-hmm. Chicago, Detroit. There you go. So Steve makes that That's not drawing. bad looking at all. No, it's it's it works. Middle part of the country. Pittsburgh's close to Ohio. John? Detroit's close to Ohio. Chicago's close to Ohio. Nashville's close to Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> not that hard. Like it's, yeah, and, and I actually like oh, all the probably team. about. I like all the teams. Yeah, go ahead, you John. get a little new and you get a little old. So your mm-hmm. your Chicago and Detroit can kind of bring shine more light on the Columbus, mm-hmm. you know, team. And maybe you get some fans in, because it's all about getting fans in the other cities, too. So creating newer rivalries and stuff like that. I, I think a Heartland, Heartland hockey, you could totally have sure. some kind of cool marketing where Great a point. thing like this yeah. would work. Yeah. No, I, I know. The I... Con- Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Well, I was no, going to say, I know a lot of people are going to complain that you lose. Yeah. The interdivision Philly Pittsburgh rivalry, yeah. But I mean, but frankly, up until Sidney Crosby, I didn't really give two craps about Pittsburgh. No, they, they couldn't. They couldn't win in in Philadelphia for twenty years. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I always hated the Rangers and and Devils more. 
Mm-hmm. They were almost out of the league too. If you stop to think about mm-hmm. the Penguins oh, were declared bankrupt for you know a couple of times. They had to reorg and everything in that regard. So it was like whoa. Um, because not we're discounting Pittsburgh, but it's like well there really hasn't been outside of the Crosby era, really hasn't been that much of a rivalry. So we thought well okay, throw them in with someone that's closer. You got Detroit Red Wings that are right there, and they're up and coming. Chicago's in there, good mm-hmm. historical rivalry. And then you throw in St. Louis, and then you got the two and new Columbus teams. is Columbus right there. Nashville. Yes, and yeah, Columbus, Columbus is right, is right next door. At, and so Pittsburgh it's right there. and the NFL is in a different conference than Philadelphia. Yep. So why would you have one where they play where they're together and then one where they're apart? and and not only yeah. so they're they're in a different conference. The Pirates are in a different division than the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, again, there's no real Phillies Pirates rivalry. Why does there have to be a uh, yeah, Flyers Penguins rivalry? Yeah. And the, you know, Good the point. Sixers are in a division, different division than oh wait. <laughs> Sorry. They're in their own division. Hey, shout out to Joel MB, by the way, for coming to American Citizen. Shout out. Yes. Yeah, Congratulations on that, brother. Yeah, good Absolutely. Job, All right. So here we go. Finally, final division, guys, the Vezina division uh, mm-hmm. of the Clarence Campbell Conference. And this, I think, is pretty good. You've got the four West Coast teams. You've got San Jose, L.A., Anaheim. Um. So you got all those California teams. And then you got Arizona, Vegas, and Colorado all grouped together. Um, so you got Phoenix, Vegas, Denver. Uh, I don't think you could ask for, again, another good, solid group, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, all within proximity of each other. You're doing really good you with do? rivalry building. You got two You got two teams in, technically in L.A., mm-hmm. not too far away from yeah. Phoenix. Colorado, I mean, Vegas aren't that far away. It, it just works. Yeah, it just and works right there. With this completed map now, you can kind of see why Minnesota was sort of yes. the oddball out because it just, mm-hmm. you know, you had six teams, you had six teams, you had six teams right here, six, six. If Minnesota just, wasn't yeah. in Minnesota, it was in Boise. This would be perfect. It would look exactly oh, yeah. the same going across the map. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn this you, is, Minnesota. I think this is much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's our thoughts on the, the realignment and potential yeah. expansion. Although I don't think it's going to expand anytime soon. I don't and think it, it needs it to sh- expand. It shouldn't yeah. happen either. Yes. But you know, if yeah. it does, we we've made it good. So yes, and we're here to help. That's right. All right, gents. Here we go with topic three. And uh, well, we've always done season previews. Um, this one though is going to be a little rough. Talk about the Philadelphia Flyers and our expectations for the 2022-23 season. Well, Alex Page specifically asked for this. And really? so we, we always like to please our Huge fans. Shout out. Oh, Huge cool. shout-out to Doc. Huge oh, shout-out yeah. to that's, Doc. Yeah. Love what this you're is, doing there, bud. This is for him. This is for him. And um, those listeners out there, if you have, like, requests for stuff you want us to cover, you know, please yes, leave it in the comments somewhere. We will do that. Two noobs talking at yeah. Two noobs talking at gmail Any topics? So I'm going to throw that up there on screen. Why? Yeah, we'll do not. our best Let's not to it. ignore it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, no, we won't. But yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's um, our flyers preview. So you guys like? There's your flyers preview. There you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to topic four. Gentlemen. Moving on to topic four. Right. Exactly. Chance. Uh, this is. I mean. We we famously ranted, I think it was episode 93 of Chuck Fletcher. I mean, <laughs> really clusterfucking the entire thing. In the we still don't like him. We still don't like him. It hasn't changed um, 12 weeks later. But um, 
Jen, I mean, I'm just going to read. It's been 12 weeks. <laughs> it's been 12 weeks. Oh, God. Just FYI. Yeah, it's been 12 oh. episodes later, and it's like, oh, my gosh, it's going to yeah. be so long. This is a note, though, from apparently John Tortorella wrote this to all the Flyer season ticket holders. So I'm just going to read this, guys. Um, okay. This is probably our, our shining jewel in a, you know, piece of shit season. Um, here we go. I want to start off by thanking you. It's your passion, loyalty, and strong voice as Flyers fans that I've always admired and made me jump at the chance to coach in this city and this team. Had nothing to do with the parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing. That won't show up. (laughs) Uh, You've heard me spend most of the summer talking about how exciting this year will be and why. Really? Now you're about to witness it as we enter our first training camp. Full transparency. I want to tell you what exactly you will see from our group day one. I'm not here to talk about last season or past performances. Frankly, that doesn't matter to me. What matters is the opportunity in front of us. It's a chance to earn jobs, earn playing time, build towards creating a high standard for the players who put on that jersey to earn a place in our locker room. I can't promise you that it will happen overnight. But I can promise you this, it will be a hard camp, and what will come out of it is a team that will make you proud, you in caps. Every single player will be tough to play against, and above all, give an honest effort, little boy. If they don't, you won't see that player very much. That and that alone will be the driving force to our success, and will define our 2022-23 season. I'm hoping, as we go through this journey, that you will identify with us and we will identify with you. Oh my. I look forward to seeing you there with us. This team, including me, is fueled by Philly's passion and I have no doubt that the team's effort will match the work ethic of this city. John Tortorella. After hearing that, um, John, your immediate reaction. What do you think, buddy? I'm excited to have him here. I I think he's good at what he does. Um, Oh, yeah. My only complaint is I don't think he has anything to work with. You don't say. The best bricklayer can't lay bricks without bricks. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited he's here. Hopefully, you know, he can start to build something, but it's a real start to build. This is building a foundation. This isn't. This isn't building it, finishing the house or putting the bathroom in. This is no. starting with the foundation. You're digging the ho- mm-hmm. the first hole here, and that's oh, what yeah. he has to do. I have oh, yeah. all the confidence in the world in that man in mm-hmm. creating a winner. I just don't think it's going to be anytime soon. No, no, exactly. Um, Steve, your thoughts after hearing Tort's letter there? In, well, in I I don't know whether he's actually the author, actual <laughs> yes. author of that letter. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's but true. I agree I'm with that. I'm glad John. you said it. I didn't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm like I'm with John. I'm excited to have him here. I I think he's mm-hmm. a good coach. Uh, I like everything I've seen from him in press conferences. Uh, yeah. Everything he said, um, I'm I'm happy to hear. Uh, and mm-hmm. I I think he's real good for kind of bringing something back to this team that it doesn't seem to have had for a while, which was accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, t- 
I know this season's not really going to go anywhere. I just want to have something fun to watch. You know, if you have a team mm-hmm. that at least can compete in the game and you have a chance to win, mm-hmm. you know, that's something more exciting to watch than what we've been subjected to the last few years where it just, it's God awful. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, whether or not he's the author, that letter expresses a lot of the sentiments that John Tortorella has, which are, you know, nope. you're going to yeah. earn your playing time. Nothing's mm-hmm. guaranteed to anybody here. Yeah, and right. I think you've seen that with the whole captaincy thing. He's like, I'm not, I'm not right. He actually said the other I'm day, he's like, rush. He's, no. he actually said the other day, he's, he's not even sure if it's in the room right now. That um, makes sense. Which could mean because Sean Couturier is injured and isn't in the room, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that also worries me though. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, where is the leader? Who but is going to take that bull by the Tortor- horns? Maybe Tortorella has to be the leader until he can hand it over. And yeah. him just not slapping a C on someone's chest and trying to fake right. it until mm-hmm. he makes it. I kind of like that. I'm, I'm all for the 3A until you until you uh, yeah. earn it. I'm all for it. I, that's one of the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Did Hitchcock do that years ago in Dallas? Oh gosh! Um, it, it was in one of the Flyers have also had in. that too. Yeah, you three A it until you figure it out. Until you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I like that's something else he said, um, which was, uh, winning teams, the players control the message in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm the coach, so he's like, I, it's my job as a coach to get the players to come together. Mm-hmm. And figure it out in the locker room themselves without the coaches. That's what mm-hmm. the good teams do. And so you're mm-hmm. right. Until he knows who can handle the captaincy and bring the team that way, yeah, don't go without a captain. Now there are some, I will say, diamonds in the rough. There, you got a real good goaltender. I mean, we've yes. we now have a number one goalie. The problem that we've got on. But and then we also have like really good forwards. Tyler Forrester, if he gets back healthy, he has the shoulder Tyson. issue. You know? Tyson, Tyson Forrester, thank you. Yeah. He gets back healthy. He's got a rocket of a shot. I love oh, hearing yeah. rocket shots. I love that. So it's like okay, we got something there. You got the Cates brothers. They're pretty good. You know, they're Noah Cates. Noah Cates looks like a player. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's probably not going to be much more than a third line center, but he's a he's a decent playmaker and he's yeah. defensively responsible. He could be a, he could be a really good addition to this team. Now, yeah, exactly. Morgan Frost coming back. You got something like that. You know, he showed a little bit of flashes here and there. The big one that I really am focused on is Travis Connecting. Either this is his season where he takes the you know basically takes Tortorella's word for it and becomes like Martin St. Louis light. I'm not comparing him to Martin St. Louis, but he has that type <laughs> <Wow>. of game. <laughs> yeah. Small, diminutive guy, quick on his skates to get into the right scoring areas. It's either he gets his ass in line or he's out. I have a feeling this is it for him. Mm-hmm. Really, at the end of the day. Um, could be. I, it could be. It could be. Defensively, I'm scared to death. I am really scared to death. You put all of your, you know, Ryan Ellis, we don't know if he's going to play again. Again. As in ever. It, yeah, As it, doesn't in ever. Seem like, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like we just wait every year for the uh, the press release to come out that he's out for another season. That seems, yeah. to be what, that seems what he brings to the team. 
and you put Tony D'Angelo, you make the trade Mm -hmm. with Carolina expecting Ryan Ellis to come back. And what Chuck Fletcher does is he puts himself behind the eight ball when he does trades like this. He's counting on something that has not happened yet. And you get Tony D'Angelo. Now he's the number one guy. Well, he's the number one guy. Do we know that that's, I mean, maybe he made the trade knowing Ellis wasn't going to be there. I've certainly heard him say to that possible. If, if Ryan Ellis is here, I'm perfectly fine with the Tony D'Angelo trade because he can slot in on your second pair. I love that. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. You're asking him to pair with Ivan Provorov, who has struggled when he hasn't had a steady Mm -hmm. number one type Mm -hmm. defenseman with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, too, like Provorov, what is this, his fifth year? I think. Fourth year. More than that. Yeah, it seems like he's been here forever. I mean, Um, you got to. Think. He's got to take the next step. He's got yeah, to. He certainly does. Yeah. yeah. He needs to start. I mean, he, he needs to start becoming what they were talking about him when he was coming up before yes, he yes. made it in. Mm-hmm. He needs the, yeah. that kind of level of hockey, with the level of hockey he was playing before he got here. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Hay- Kevin Hayes, guys. Um, I love Kevin Hayes. Yeah, I do too. I, I have no issues. He he to me is like a. He reminds me so much of Keith Primo. The size and the stature and the way he goes about getting he's got, position to slot. He's got better hands than Keith Primo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kevin Hayes yeah, does some things. Yeah. Kevin Hayes mm-hmm. does some things with the puck where I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Oh, wow. He's yeah. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, I, he's, he's the one constant, I think. But yeah. he's he's the only one. He's the only kind of constant. That he, when he came back last year, the, the fifth time or whatever he came back, mm-hmm. played the last 20 games. <laughs> He finally looked like himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was not himself the first few times he was trying to play through the injury. When he finally came back the last 20 games, he actually looked mm-hmm. like he did when he first got here, which was yeah. pretty damn good. Now, I don't know that that's number one center good, but he's he's good. At least he's a constant. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, and he will be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Farabee, Joel Farabee, guys. Um, the latest I've heard is he's out. With a herniated disc, is that correct Jeez. on that? No, Steve, he had right? he had the same surgery Jack Eichel had. Okay, um, and I think he's okay. due back, if not sometime in October, then maybe like November. Okay, so about a uh, month. But he is he is skating at these training camp, uh, but he okay. has not been cleared for contact. Is the latest I heard. Okay, uh, you need so him he's in the on the way. Yes, absolutely. yeah, you need he him made, in the lineup. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, tremendous strides, really. But that's in that, not bad in that season. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad for. That's not bad if he's coming back in November. That's get. That's that's fine. It's not no yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if you get him to get, if he scores twenty to twenty five, mm-hmm. coming yeah. off an injury, well, you, see, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. That's a huge plus. I mean, but really, I mean, we need to find somebody to score. Oh my gosh! Yes, we do. Uh, but we, yeah. One name we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Owen Tippett, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. I've watched him. You know, after we got him in the Giroux trade, I really like his game. He's got, he go. is he's big, but he can move. Young and talent. He's got a quick release on his shot. Okay. Okay. He he's just he's. Play. Oh yeah. He he's literally just, can play. 
he's got to he's he's been able to finish at every level but the NHL. Like he's getting mm-hmm. breakaway after breakaway. He's just not finishing. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. once he begins once he learns how to finish, he can be a really good player. There you that go. Could just come, okay. That could just come with time and comfort in the city because you don't know. Like he he was here right. only for a short period of time. So maybe once he gets his apartment, and he gets his dog all settled and all that. <laughs> maybe he just starts finishing from the beginning. You don't know. Right. The kid can flat out pay. He passed the eye test as soon as he stepped on the ice. Mm-hmm. He absolutely mm-hmm. passed the eye test. So that's mm-hmm. one. That's one guy I'm looking forward to watching this year. Cam Atkinson, guys. Um, you know, he's played with Tortorella in Columbus, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they had a good relationship there, I believe, if I'm correct on that. Um, and he has had glowing things to say about Torts. Um, what are your thoughts on Cam? I'll go to Steve first. Do you think he? Do you think he's the, one of the alternate captains if the C has not been found yet? I That'd be my think question. Tortorella, at least early on, will lead lean on him mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. part of the leadership group you know, in the locker room mm-hmm. and to get his message across, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, oh, yeah. I think Cam's, with it. Yeah, the same yeah, and I think so. Cam's got good traits as far as that goes. I, you know, I'm not, Cam Atkinson is not a worry to me. Yeah. There you go. He, um, he, okay. He's a leader and a good player. That, it's, you, yeah. Need them. Yeah. you need them in the room. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's yeah. what you need. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, Scott Lawton, I know he'll probably be what third, fourth line center. I would imagine. Well, with all the injuries, with the uh, injury to Couturier, he might be mm-hmm. number two. Um, That's scary. Go yeah. through the season if 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 he's four fighting for three, I'm happy. But but mm-hmm. being placed two because of injury that that and I I like Scott Lawton. I, I do too. He's got, I think he's play. got a lot of good grit. Yeah. He's a good player. He's, yep. he's a street. He's got some hands on him. He's mm-hmm. a little bit streaky though, as far as points. Uh-huh. So he's he's not really suited for a second line. But yeah. you know, yeah, I'm with you. If he's your third line guy, great. Yeah, yeah I have no issues with that. Oh. that. But all right. So Turia ideally, is the, yeah, yeah, is the key piece. But yeah. I mean, we have heard he good might things. be back. Yeah, in a real few good weeks, things. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Which is good. But that is a huge positive. Yeah. But if we're being realistic, <laughs> we need a new GM, don't we? I mean, at the end of the day. <laughs> so I think I've read somewhere, guys, and I mentioned this before we went online, um, 3% of like, I think it was like 450 polled somewhere. I think it was like a small sample poll. 3% have confidence in this GM. 3%. Yeah, but 3%. Now, you have to go fan base is that's crazy because you know the other you have to go so far back to like i mean there have been some really bad gms harold katz i think was a horrible owner norman brayman was really bad you know harry gamble was a terrible gm for the eagles back in the 80s and 90s but they were somewhat competent they just had horrible they just couldn't draft their way out of a paper bag I don't think I've ever seen the amount of hatred this guy has received in any of the Philly teams in my lifetime, guys. In my lifetime. Well, and I I don't even know what to say. Like, Clark had his detractors, but it was like this guy. I think he's this actually... This guy. To, to compare oh. them to the guys you were talking about, I think actually Fletcher has drafted well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem has been more on the development side which I don't know if that falls on Fletcher, but what does fall on Fletcher is when you have a superstar player who 
basically is all but admitting he wants to come play for you. Yeah. And you can't move a contract, mm. you know, before it becomes every team knows that you have to move him and they yep. have you over a barrel. They want your 2023 pick to take yep. him off your hands. Yep. Yeah. That's where you really screwed yourself in the franchise. Yeah. And you put yourself in, you paint yourself into a corner. You're exactly mm-hmm. right, Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really, that amount of heat that he has received has really just been, I mean, it's been, oh, John, I mean, that's just so overwhelming, right? At the end yeah, of the well, day for especially the, fl- the Flyers fan base. Like, the Flyers fan base is not one to openly mm-hmm. hate the organization. Like, it's, yeah. it's, they trust the organization. Ed Snyder created a great bond with Flyers fans that you trust. I don't know that they, I don't think they trusted it. Because, you know, people mm. always complain, oh, Bob Clark never gets no, they, goalie. They, they, they always you know. had their, they always had their naysay, but it was never, it this was level. never this yeah. one side is what I mean. Like, yeah. you always had your, you, you, you could have your Flyers argue, oh, I like this player, I, I like this GM, I like this coach. But this is like, mm-hmm. everybody's on one side, like, and the other, yeah. the, the 3% are probably the three that don't even know Fletcher is the GM. <laughs> they just watch the hockey team. So, like, yeah, it's fun. I like hockey. Like, they're not even... Yeah. That is But going bad. back to, I think what, what you were saying too earlier, what made Clark a successful GM was that they were always a perennial cup contender. They didn't win it, obviously. Yeah. But they were always, always in the top five or ten conversation of Flyers or in the playoffs. How deep are they going to go? And that kind Steve, of well, and they were, Steve's point, you could watch a good game, and that's all. That's yes. all we want, basically. In the end, yeah. I mean, they, yep. to be fair, times have changed. Back when Clark was the GM, and we were on that run, you know, the Flyers were one of the top spending teams, so you could expect mm-hmm. them to go out and get some of the best free agents, and that's. Mm-hmm a big reason why they were so competitive. Yes. Yep. You know, it's a little bit different now in a salary cap world. It's a little bit tougher to do, mm-hmm. but it's absolutely doable. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing that, uh, that always comes back to the Flyers this season because of the timing of the draft is the people who want the Flyers to tank. Yeah. For this guy, yeah. Connor mm-hmm. Bedard, who is supposed to be the next best thing since Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I'd love to have him, but I'm not I willing want to sit through. I want yes. a competitive no. team. I am not yes. willing to sit through slop for 82 games to yeah. have the the worst team in the league. I believe mm-hmm. has a 25 percent chance yep. at yep. the number one pick. Just yep. to have that ball. That mm-hmm. means there is three quarters of a three quarters of a chance you're not going to get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when we were yeah. the worst team in oh in oh six oh seven, yeah, we got the second pick. Yep. Yep. And so missed out on Patrick Kane. There is yeah. no guarantee that tanking is going to get you that superstar. Yeah. And and to further, I think we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. I, Detroit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made the playoffs twenty five years in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many times did streak. they? How many times did they have the number one overall pick? Yeah, in that span. Yeah. Okay. I don't Detroit really, rem- I don't really how remember draft. them having the number one pick ever. No, they had, they they had such a great system. Ever having one. Even yeah, when they got Eiserman, Eiserman yeah. wasn't yeah. the number one overall pick. Yeah. 
No. He wasn't a – it's what you do with the draft picks yes. you have. You know, mm-hmm. Pavel Datsuk, wasn't he like the sixth round? Something like something? that, yeah. Wasn't Zetterberg a sixth round pick? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Nick Lidstrom they was find not a number one overall. They find him. No. Mm-hmm. They find that's them. that's what you have to do. You have to be successful at drafting. You don't need to suck and get the number one overall draft. Yes. Edmonton scout- had the number one. Scouting. Edmonton had number one overall draft for like four out of five years. Yeah. And only this year did they actually have like a competitive playoff. Team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Eight, ten years later. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it only took them that long to get there because they were horrible for so many years. Oh, right yeah. on the money. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. So to wrap it up, guys. Um, yeah. You know, you got an eight-team division. Um, I, I'm assuming no playoffs, right, for every one of us here. I would imagine. I don't um, think so. I don't think so either. I think Tor. But let's be honest here. We're all behind John Tortorella. I mean, you've been handed a pile of dog shit. No question mm-hmm. about it. And you have to find a way to somehow make that piece of dog shit shine. Yes. Good luck. You know, there's, that regard- there's a there's a couple there's a couple flecks of filet mignon in that dog. Shit. Yeah, there's a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, a little, a little bit in there. In there. A little shiny turd here and there. We're fine. Exactly. Yeah, but like what the Mythbusters taught us, we could definitely, you know, it just takes a little bit of time to get that shit to polish into a nice shiny polish shit. Let's so it the, takes a little bit of time. Get to work, Tortorella. Tortorella, <laughs> Tortorella will extract the most yeah. out of this roster. Yes. No that's question. Can, I'm, I'm confident in saying. No question. Do you so think that's what he's, but, fan, don't rip on this guy. This guy has nothing but nothing to work with. Do you think that's nothing. how he's sold to the to management? He's like, I'll shine those turds up, no problem. Get <laughs> <laughs> some shiny turds. I Might think as well. Yeah. I honestly think they they hired him almost knowing that they were gonna need something yes. to get this fan base energized yeah. and this season, as we've already said, Tortorella <laughs> kind of is yeah. the reason to watch this season because you want to see yeah. what he does with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you want to see the holding accountability. You want to mm-hmm. see the extra effort. You want to see the guys. Mm-hmm. And he's already said he's going to play the kids. He's going to give them I the opportunity. Um, I love it. You know, he's he's going to extract the most out of them. But to your point, I, the roster, as it's currently constructed, and if Couturier is missing significant time, um, is probably not playoff bound. I was just going to say, so I can't really say they're go- we're going to have a parade in June. No, confidently, right? No, no. We'll just put you in an insane asylum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for yeah. I was just yeah. going to say. I mean, I mean, if I was going to choose the Flyers to have a Stanley Cup parade in June, yeah, I think I would need an insane asylum. Good call. Thank you. Um, but for topic four, guys, as we roll right along, and two noobs, Johnny had a great yes. idea. Kind of getting to know us more as hosts, right, John? Why don't you yes. go ahead and take it, bud? What do you okay. got? So we are, like the movie draft we did a couple weeks ago, we are drafting again. Fantasy draft. Steve will start. Matt, you will be second. I will be third. It will be a, a snake draft. So two times for everybody who finishes last. But our, our team we need to draft now is the ultimate food party. So we need a breakfast out of you guys, a lunch, yeah. a dinner, a dessert, a midnight snack, and a guilty pleasure. 
And oh, it could be man. anything. It could be a fond memory, something you just had, something you want right now. It could be oh. any. Just We just need to know what it is and where it came from. Oh, man. What about thick and breakfast? <laughs> that, that could be your guilty pleasure. <laughs> I'm assuming that's Steve's number one pick right now. No, okay. <laughs> I don't oh, tend man. to have second breakfast, so no, no problem no. here. There you go. There you go. Exactly. All right. Oh, so right. I can't. We're, we're. This is whatever we want. So like this. This isn't yes. like I can. I can mm-hmm. go complete gut buster and have like yeah. eight thousand calories for my. Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, okay. It doesn't even have to uh, make sense to anybody else but you. <laughs> okay. You can literally awesome. coffee roll, donut, eclair. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nice. It's what you want. Nice. It's what you want. There you go. Fair there enough. There you go. All right. Steve, so you start us off. Um. Hmm. All right. Well, we can't pick the same thing, right? So that's like the normal draft. Rules. Yes. All right. Yes, so I'm gonna hold off. It. I'm gonna hold off on dinner because I know none of you guys are gonna pick that. Oh, nice. Um. I guess I'll draft number one overall. My dessert. Ooh. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna go dessert first, and I'm going with. Uh, the black and white milkshake at Nifty Fifties. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. Very good. Very good. Go. good one. All right. Real good one. Good dessert. Well, okay. For number two, mm-hmm. um, this doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but there was a great restaurant, Italian restaurant, La Vita de Bella. In Horsham, off of one of one fifty two two sixty three, they had the best tiramisu I've ever had, ever. So the tiramisu will go for my dessert right there. I started to run on desserts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just to say that not that place, but there was another place I would have went tiramisu from another Italian restaurant. But now I can't. So moving on. (laughs) <laughs> oh crap oh i didn't realize so it's the yeah. same it's the same food but you yeah, can't pick but, the same food even if it's yes. from a different restaurant oh crap yes. oh there yes. you go okay crap. i better make sure i get my dinner picked <laughs> oh, crap all right John. so i'll so, go i'm gonna go first round pick i'm gonna go dinner Mike mm, well chicken yes exactly that was I, it's, it's actually marinated cool. right now <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> Nice. Children's grape or uh, cherry? <laughs> cherry. Cherry. Right. So when I was so when I was in Vegas a couple times when I first started working for the company I work for now, I mm. kept going back to this restaurant, and we okay. went back because they had forty ounce beers, and me and my partner at the time drank the big forty ounce beers that we went for. One time, I I, I stopped the waitress and I'm like. Do you have any specials? And she's like, try the brisket street tacos. It's three small little tacos. It's got a bunch of Ooh. bunch of sides. So I'm going the brisket street tacos from Vegas because they were. I still think about them now. Like interesting. No taco has been that good since that time. Wow. So were they like flatbread or were they like the actual? No, like, they were little physical. Street ta- yeah, it was like a little, but it Street was a little taco. taco. Yeah, it was a little taco. Nice. But you had okay. all, all kind, like you could sauces, and they had everything on the plate. It was so, that's awesome. So, so good. That's awesome. Tacos all right, so what tough. do you got for your re- what do you got for your rebound then, John? My rebound, my breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. 
but mm. you I'm, have to for this. Yes, yeah, exactly. I have to for this. I'm gonna go with the McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese back when I was was a kid because it was Blech. so good back then. It's terrible. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> That's on the cool. bagel. That's a, it's, the, it's the only breakfast that on I the bagel. Okay, yeah, on the bagel. they are they are bringing back uh, Happy Meals apparently for adults. They're gonna have. I, I did. I did. You saw that? Day. Yeah. Really? You could I get a grimace. That. You could get a grimace figurine in your uh, adult Happy Meal. That's oh awesome. my gosh! Wow. Awesome. Oh, that's funny. Well, okay. So for me, um, yes. so that middle pick, I'm going breakfast, and okay. uh, I have always been a fan of the Western omelet. Are you kidding me with the ham and the, you know, the cheese and the, I mean, the tomatoes and the, I mean, everything in there. Green peppers. Are you kidding me? I love me a Western omelet and uh, no matter where it is, could be Turning Point in Horsham again, or it could be like any place, you know, any good diner will have a Western and it's automatic. It's an automatic for me. So Western omelet. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, Steve, what do you got there, bud? All right. Uh, I'll go dinner so I can get that pick in. Nice. There you go. Um, and I I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, at least I think with John. I think I know so where there you're were, going with this. There yeah. was a restaurant in Ambler <laughs> mm. named Ristorante San Marco. Oh, and they yeah. And they didn't have this on the menu, but they said, if we've got the ingredients, we'll make it. So I said, veal parmesan? They're like, yeah, sure. And they nice. brought out the most delicious veal parmesan oh, I've ever nice. had. And I'm having that as my dinner because I can never have that again because they closed. Yes. Stupid COVID. That, see, that's a just a tremendous memory. Yeah. yeah You'll huge. just never forget that. Are you kidding me? Oh, wonderful. And the rebound for you, sir. What do you got? All right. Well, if you tell me I can pig out. Yeah. Mm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do breakfast to so make sure I get this in. Okay. Um, there's a place called the Danish Bakery. Oh. In uh, Rock, I guess it's Rockledge. Okay. Um, they make the best chocolate frosted donuts I've ever had. Oh. They are like it's like biting into air. Wow. Like there, wow. there is no reason you put your teeth into this donut. There is no resistance. Wow. None. It's a beautiful thing. I'm gonna so I'm gonna take the Danish bakery donuts for my breakfast. See, and that's the thing with them. It's like I'm interested, you know, because I've uh, every once in a while I will of course bring duck donuts to your yep. house. Comparing them to what you just said, is there a difference between well, the two? Well, so donuts? duck donuts is more like um, what do you call it? specialty? Like mm -hmm. you can put all kinds of crap on all kinds donut. of stuff mm -hmm. on it yep mm -hmm. danish bakery is like simplistic it's like chocolate frosted and i think maybe they do a glaze and that's it it's wow. like the uh what's the mm. what's the pizza place in the wells fargo center now lorenzo's where you can only get lorenzo's yeah. <laughs> you can only get plain. like so danish bakery is like that the duck donuts are good mm. um but they're they're more cakey, so there's more yeah. substance to it. More substance. Whereas to it. Yep. Mm -hmm. a Danish bakery donut, like I said, it's like biting into air. Yeah. You could probably eat one and not feel like you've eaten it. Yeah, that's amazing. Which means that's you great can stuff. eat stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Steve's that's awesome. Right there. I can eat more because I didn't feel like I ate it. <laughs> All right. So for me, guys, I'm going to go guilty pleasure. Ooh. And okay. uh, this one. If I'm if I'm being honest and I have to watch it, 
if I get a box of wheat thins, I will eat the entire box in one sitting. No lie. And it is a tremendous guilty pleasure because it's like, I know I should not eat the entire box in one sitting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I eat the entire box in one sitting. So therefore, because that calorie count is per serving, uh-huh. not per yeah. box. Well, this exactly. box is this box is what a one and a half servings. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, exactly. So I will eat the entire box of wheat thins. It, I mean, without even blinking. I remember I you back, to, yeah, back yeah. when mm-hmm. we play hockey on Saturday yeah. nights and we go to Wawa mm. after. You'd buy wheat thins. I remember. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you would exactly. eat the whole box, <laughs> and I would eat the whole box exactly. Yeah, so that's my uh, my guilty pleasure for that. Nice. All right, so for Johnny, Beautiful. what do you got, man? My turn. I'll do the guilty pleasure to get out of the way because it's very similar to Matt's. Oh, there you go. Barbecue potato chips. I can't oh. get. I can't get the small bag. I can't get the medium size bag. When I'm back home, I can only get the family size bag, and like Matt. House the whole thing. Eat it in one sitting. It's a meal. Like uh, something with Mm -hmm. the chemicals that they use just makes (laughs) it's just so good. That sounds about right. And I I like barbecue potato chips, but I've never found any other barbecue potato chip other than the hers that that makes me want to eat the whole bag. Like normally with the uh, the barbecue potato chips we have now in the house, I'll have like three or four. You know, as a, like a little snack, I won't. If that was a hers bag, a family size, I'd be sitting in the corner, like shoveling the crumbs <laughs> in my mouth. Like, I don't know why. That's awesome. That's funny. On the rebound, what do you got, Johnny? <sighs> I'm still a dessert. I got lunch. Looks dessert. like you got dessert midnight. Yeah, midnight you don't have lunch. lunch you have dinner. dinner. Oh, do I? No. Oh yeah. I, well, you no, yeah, dinner, you didn't pick taco. a lunch. Yeah. Thought, yeah. Yeah. You got lunch, dessert, and midnight snack in there. The size of the tacos, I would have thought you'd do that for lunch, but whatever. It was at <laughs> dinner. That's why it reminds me of dinner. Ah, okay. Oh, That's there you it. go. Yep. Mm-hmm. So lunch, I'm yep. going to go. I'm I'm very autistic in the way I eat lunch. Like, I literally eat a sandwich every day. Like, it, it changes up between turkey and ham. There's not much Same. difference. Sometimes my wife gets crazy and throws a lettuce tomato on it. I'm wild. I'm yeah. very – my lunch eating is very – weird so i'm going with the reuben from the foodery in northern liberties because oh, there you go for you seven go. straight years i ate a reuben for lunch every day i worked there um, you go and it was so good yeah. that reuben was amazing that's awesome i love that so grabbing the reuben for lunch grabbing the reuben there for me All there right. we go this is uh, difficult. I'm looking at lunch, dinner, and midnight snack for me. And um, I think for me, the dinners, I mean, I love going all out, getting, you know, dressed to the nines, going to a really nice restaurant and everything. If I'm going to have like a really nice restaurant. I'm going to the Chart House in, um, in Philly on the Delaware Ave. And I will have a salmon from there, man. Every time I order nice. a salmon there, it's buttery smooth. And I love it. Absolutely love it. So yeah, nice. salmon with like a side of greens, and you got the clam chowder. They have like a great clam chowder, where it's like they just serve it in a nice steel-looking pot that's probably about you know the, the size of your toothpaste. It's great. Awesome. You dunk the you know all kinds of crackers. So you have to have crackers yes. on top of <laughs> of this of this uh, you know of the soup. So no question about that. So yeah, that's my that's my uh, big time salmon. That's my never been dinner. a salmon fan. Really? Uh, yeah, I prefer the white fishes. 
Salmon's, salmon's, I think salmon is too fishy. Your flounders here, yeah. Yeah, flounder, mm-hmm. tilapia, even I yeah. tried catfish when I was down in Houston. Catfish. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That yeah, catfish. Was, yeah, catfish, if you if you, if you you bread it up and do it. Oh, yeah. Style, that was really good. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. I've always salmon, been I've never been able guy. to get into salmon. Yeah, I've always been a salmon guy. Yeah. All right, Steve. What do you got, man? Uh, all right, I'll do. I'll go guilty pleasure first. And I was Ooh. initially I was leaning towards um, white cheddar Cheetos because mm. I can gobble those down like like no business. But you guys mm-hmm. both were in sort of the chip vicinity, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm making my plea right now to Drake's because they make fudge dip devil dogs oh my gosh Uh, but apparently i'm the only one who ever buys them so uh, (laughs) please drakes keep producing fudge dipped devil dogs because they are my guilty pleasure (laughs) it's kind of like with homer just sitting in the chair i'll give you all the fun devil dogs in the world exactly (laughs) and and the best thing to do is freeze them because when you get really? them nice and nice oh, and cold, man. oh, so mm. yeah, oh, so man. good. Oh. Okay. <laughs> on the rebound, uh, you got on there, the bud? rebound, yep. I, I think I'll go lunch here on the rebound. Okay. okay. Um. No, I need more time to think about lunch. Uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> uh, midnight snack. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with a chip on the midnight snack. Nice. Okay. So I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, tortilla chips mm-hmm. with uh, Tostitos habanero salsa. Oh, there you go. That is, that's that's right up the alley of me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Love that. I mean, it, it burns like hell, but I can't stop. <laughs> it's so good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. All right. Well, for a couple me, swigs guys, of milk in between. Yeah, go. exactly. Right? <laughs> Take the edge off. Right. For me, I think for lunch. So I, I kind of go back and forth. Ham and cheese, yeah. Like with Johnny, it's kind of like you kind of just go through the same thing over yes. and over and over again. It's kind of you get, get bored after a while. But the one that I always love, and I, I love it because you're on the podcast, Steve, is when you and I went to Pietro's and had a pepperoni pizza. Oh, yeah. there you go. Winner, winner. <laughs> yeah. Pepperoni baby. pizza lunch, baby. That's nice. what I'm saying. So nice. I got to get back there. I hope it's still there. I hope it's still there too. Yeah, we got to go back, man. We really do. Yeah, we do. And we got to invite John. We got to find a way to get John to do it. <laughs> we'll fly John up just to go. I'll fly right in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll do a live two news. We'll do a live two news from Pietro's. We're just going to have the whole thing off. We're just sit in the kitchen. We'll just do it. <laughs> their pepperonis were so good. They oh. were like this this big around. Mm-hmm. The diameter was Fantastic. small, but they were thick. Nice. They Fantastic. were thick cut. They were so yeah, good. And they were, they good, were good, good amount of spice, everything. Yeah. You need a good thick pepperoni. Yeah. You can't have a thin pepperoni. And that restaurant, <laughs> let me tell you, Johnny, that goes back like a tooth. It just goes nice. forever, all the way straight back to their kitchen. It's terrific. Beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah, love it. Yeah. All right, so what do you got, John? Dessert, midnight snack to close yeah. it out for you uh, there, bud. Yeah. Midnight snack, I'm going to go. Uh, Steve is very similar to mine, but my wife makes mm. this amazing quesadilla late at night when oh. I'm hungry. Like after dinner, before like bedtime, she she it just makes this this perfect cheese quesadilla, and we have an mm. array of salsas. So I like to take the quesadilla and have an array of little salsa verde over here, little hot chunky salsa here. Maybe put a little oh. tulu on the side, and that's 
always like my mid. That's my go-to when I'm hungry. Actually, when I was on the road, that's all I made for myself. Like as well, the, you guys like, are so second blessed. dinner. Yeah. It's like boom, boom. Like I'm gonna have quesadilla every day. So I gotta. Yeah, you can have second dinner. Why can't I have second breakfast? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Quesadilla in there. Uh, there you uh, go. I gotta Is finish. It, you with- get those with. Uh, you get those with chicken fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> Quick story, quick story. So that actually came from Family Guy. We saw an episode uh, of Family Guy. This was years ago where he, yeah. sa- he says chicken vaginas. And my brother Glenn, who listens to the podcast, yes. hey, would, uh, whenever we'd go out places where they had fajitas, he would he would a lot of times order fajitas. So we would always joke with him, why don't you order it as a chicken vagina? To see what reaction you get. And he was like, oh. and he would always like, no, no, he would always do it. But then one time we were on a trip. I think we were in Virginia. And we didn't say anything, and he actually said vaginas on accident. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> say what? And we're like, what? yes, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal messaging does work after a while. Got him. <laughs> kind of a deal. Got him. What do you got, Johnny? Dessert. Dessert. Close it out. What do you have, oh, bud? This is tough because I do not eat dessert yeah. at all. Ever. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Not a dessert kind of person. Oh, I'm gonna have to go the Wawa Eclair. Mm. Okay, that's my dessert. The the, the thick mm. one that has the, the it's too entirely too heavy amounts of cream in there and the chocolate. <laughs> it's too good. One I thing you go. can know about Wawa's is they have great snacks and they also have great yes. desserts in there. They really do. And that's it's what like, I it's really horrible. The calorie count, but it's great. Okay. It's a bad. <laughs> yeah. no, don't count calories at Wawa. <laughs> oh no, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well for me, I guess the midnight snack, this is hard. Uh because I'm just like racking my brain, you know, it's like wheat thins could pass, but I already picked that. Um so I'm just gonna go old standard. Like I, I gotta go with popcorn. And for me it's gotta be like the Jiffy Pop popcorn. Nice. Throw it in the oven, you know, yeah. with the butter and you get that extra butter in there, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um that to me is like I I'll just eat that. And again, I'll probably wolf that down. Yes. You know, that kind of but it's not a guilty pleasure. The guilty pleasure is the weekends. That I have yes. to watch. You know, that kind of a deal. You know, I, so I completely popcorn. forgot about popcorn. We, ha- I yeah. got my wife a popcorn maker years ago. Yeah. This is one that um, it's got a it's like a heated plate with mm-hmm. a dome mm-hmm. over. Yep. And mm. a thing that kind of agitates the popcorn. Yeah. And you put oil in it, and you put the, the kernels and the pops. And that to me is way better than like microwave. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And so, absolutely. And and so last Christmas, uh, my in-laws got me for Christmas a case of Amish popcorn, like all different types. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. there's like like they call them like lady fingers. There's red popcorn, purple mm-hmm. jumbo, all different kinds, and a bottle of Amish butter. That nice. You microwave that up, and then you pour it over the top. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, wow, I want popcorn right now. so good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, seriously. You're like, what can I come over? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right, Steve, you're closing out. What do you got for lunch, man? Uh, popcorn. No. I'm like you guys. I I do a pretty consistent lunch every day. I usually have mm-hmm. a cheese sandwich. Uh, sometimes if I have the time, I'll make a panini out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Um, you know, throw a couple slices of um, provolone, 
on some bread, press it. There you go. It, you know, melt it. Classic melty chili cheese. Uh, but, Absolutely. You know, when I when I can have a nice bowl of mac and cheese, that's a very comforting lunch there to me. There you go. Heck yeah. And now I gotta and pick a classic. Like one. Um <laughs> What's your go to mac and cheese? <laughs> Panera's Great. good. Okay. Um, uh, Cracker Barrel makes a good home style mm-hmm. one, but I think I'm gonna go with another one I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. Cheetos jalapeno mm-hmm. mac and cheese. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's another Steve one. It likes- burns while it's going down, but it, boy, it tastes Steve's so good. Likes his, yeah, Steve <laughs> likes his food spicy, baby. That's what it's oh, all about right. right there. Yeah, exactly. He likes yeah. it spicy. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's it, guys. That wraps up episode 105 of Two Noobs. As always, great job. It's wonderful. Wonderful to be able to sit and talk that's with you guys. Fun. It is always a lot of fun. So, why don't you just go ahead and just tell, like, where can people find us out there on Two Noobs? Absolutely nowhere. We're, we're all here. No, uh, we're on Facebook, <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clapper, short little videos that push you to our... That's our main YouTube channel, the Two Noobs Talking. Pop, uh, Two Noobs Talking, actually, is the name of our channel. Like, <laughs> share, subscribe. <laughs> Get notified when our videos drop. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Audibly... Steve, where can people listen to us? Audibly, people can listen to us on uh, Wheat Thins, Mac and Cheese. But, oh, <laughs> I'm reading the wrong list. Sorry, guys. That's the wrong copy. <laughs> right. Sorry. Let me throw that out. Uh, audibly, people can find us on Podbean, which puts us out all over the uh, internets and interwebs and whatnots. So it gets us to places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, iHeartRadio, Glenn and your fajitas. Um, uh, crap, Spurtify. We, we, we got what's the other one? Uh, Amazon Music, Pandora. We're all over the place. Just Google We're, We're Googleable. T O O noobs. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Well, that is, that's it. Ends the episode. End of 105. It's on to 106 next week. Until then, talk to you all guys next week. Take care. Bye.